Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. We worry. We don't trust God because we don't know the future. You've already got things mapped out. Well, I'm going to do in February, I'm going to do March and April and June. You see, the future to us is unknown. So we worry about it. But I'm going to tell you this morning, if you're a Christ follower, your future is in the loving hands of God. So why in the world are we worried about it? Everyone worries, right? You do too, don't you? Well, the tendency to worry is normal. But because God knows you and your inclination to worry, He has offered a remedy. Trust Him with your life and He will direct your path. It's easy to lose sight of the ultimate goal, which is to live with Him in heaven for all eternity. Pastor Mark's teaching will be reminding you of this last, best goal and how to get there. You'll learn the difference between concern and worry and be shown the path to trusting God. He cares about you so very much and wants you to learn to rely on Him for everything. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 4 with part 2 of his message, Worry About No Thing. Normally, we've discovered this from many, many scientific studies, that 40% of the people in our hospitals are there as a result of worry. All the effects, their blood pressure, I'm not talking about the psych units, I'm talking about just kind of stuff. You know, years before we discovered lots of things about H2 blockers and those kind of things for acid, we had our hospitals... I remember working in hospitals in those days when we didn't have those cures. And so many people were there for ulcers because their, their gastric juices just ate up places in their GI tract because of anxiety, blood pressure. You know, when you go into a doctor, if you have normal blood pressure, what's the first thing that normally happens when you go into the doctor? If, if you're a worrier, guess what? Your blood pressure is immediately up. The doctor, whoa, 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 what kind of blood pressure is this? And if you tell them to wait a little while, okay, I'm, take a few breaths. I'm okay, okay. Take the blood pressure, and it's normal. So we've discovered that it affects us all over the place. You see, Vance Hafner, a great pastor, once said this. Worry like a rocking chair will give you something to do, but it won't get you anywhere. And that's what we do. But while we're rocking, it's affecting us, body, soul, and spirit. Now, if you miss everything else I say today, I want you to hear this. Most worry is about tomorrow. 
But all worry is experienced today. Most worry is about tomorrow. But all worry is experienced today. You see, what that does is the worrying about things tomorrow destroys the joy of living today. And remember what we already told you? 70% of the stuff, right off the top, we can't do a thing about. Some of the rest is piddly stuff, doesn't mean anything. We're left with 8% that in the bottom line, we can't do anything about either because we don't have the solution to it. So here we are, destroying today and focusing on tomorrow. One day, Jesus, in that same Sermon on the Mount, he addressed this specific topic. Look what he says. Listen, Matthew 6. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? In other words, if I worry, if I worry, can I add extra time to my days on earth? What's the answer to that? No. Actually, the opposite's true. Worry will often reduce the length of life. For sure, it will reduce the joy of living today. Now, many of you will know this name when I say it. Dr. Charles Mayo. Ever hear of the Mayo Clinic? We have one in Jacksonville. The main one's where? Minneapolis. Listen to Dr. Mayo. Worry affects the circulation, the heart, the glands, the whole nervous system, and profoundly affects the health. Dr. Mayo says, I've never known anyone who died of overwork, but I know many who have died of worry. You can worry yourself to death, but you'll never worry yourself into a long life. Now, why would Dr. Mayo write that? Because he experienced it day in and day out in a real setting. So, worry is a disease, a spiritual disease. And a disease needs a cure. That's right up my old alley. As you know, I was a hospital pharmacist for 30 years. Did all that education, six years and internship and all that stuff. And I dealt with disease and with medicine. And I'm going to give you five cures for the disease of worry. Five cures. Now, if you go to the doctor and you have an infection, typically what they will do is they'll go in and take a sample and they'll do a culture and sensitivity to determine what that particular organism is and what it's resistant to. Then the doctor will give you an appropriate antibiotic for that disease. Now, let me ask you a question. How long do you take that antibiotic? You take it whatever number of days he tells you to take it. If it's 14 or 10 or 6, that's what you take it. What do most people do? I know this from absolutely living it all my life. After four days, I'm feeling better. And there it is, up in the medicine cabinet. The other six days that they never finished. But I also know this. In a few days, you're sicker than you were the first time. Because now the organism has become resistant, and we have to quite often change the medicine. So we're going to give you five cures, and I want to ask you this question right up front. How long are you going to have to take the cure? Pastor Martin, 
I'm pretty spiritual. I should be able to take it in five days and be cured forever of worry. There is a psych unit for you. So how long are you going to have to take the five cures? How long? Forever until we get where? To heaven. Then there's no more disease of worry. So understand what I'm giving you today is very practical, but it doesn't work in a short-term boost. Because every day when I get up, I have the disease of worry, and so do you. So here's the five. We begin with the first one. Write it down. Number one. Cure number one is trust. Another word for that is is faith. Faith in the Lord. Now, we don't like to think about this, this fact, but it's true. Worry can actually be a sin. Jesus in the Bible commanded us over and over again, do not worry. But we simply don't trust that God will take care of us. Now, as a Christian, you and I, I know we all believe that God can take care of every situation. We absolutely know he can. But the issue is, will he? Will I trust him to do that? You see, worry is the opposite of faith. Worry and fear are bedfellows. They go hand in hand. Faith is the opposite of that. Now, I want you to turn to the Old Testament And I want you to see a great passage that gives us the first cure for worry. Psalms, and if you will, go down to Psalms 37, verse 3. Now, you can go to the New Testament. Just go to the beginning of the Bible. And halfway through that first part of the Old Testament is the book of Psalms. Psalm 37, verse 3. Now, notice what it says. Trust, verse 3. Trust in the Lord, not in yourself, and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Now take delight, here we go again, in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desires. Commit everything you do, here we go again, to the Lord. You can see something very similar. It's all about a personal relationship with God. Trust him Not religion, not a church, not a pastor, not your goodness. Trust him and he will help you. Now, what is trust? Trust is simply faith. It's simply believing that God will do what he said. So there's the reason that worry initially with this part of the medicine is cured. Because we can have faith that God will do what he's promised to do, and he will take care of us. He will help us to prosper. He'll give us our heart's desire if we simply trust and believe that he'll do it. Now, I want to give you three areas why we don't trust God. I know I should trust God, but here's three areas where I don't trust God. They're kind of worry problems. They're kind of worry words. So write the first one down this morning. Worry problem number one. We feel inadequate... In the situation we are facing. Now sometimes I can't trust God because I feel, I simply feel inadequate. But remember who we are. Jesus gave us the illustration of the vineyard. The God is the one taking care of the vineyard. 
Jesus is the vine. And from that, I'm just a branch in the vine. So all my abilities come, all my resources come from the branch. I just have to hang with God. Jesus wrote it like this. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, notice, he will bear much fruit. So let me give you an example. All through the Bible, we have all kind of worry warts because the people in the Bible are just like you and me. I mentioned one earlier in our prayer today, Moses. God came to Moses one day when he was in the wilderness He had made a mistake years before, killed some Egyptians, had to run for his life. He's been 40 years in the wilderness taking care of sheep. And God comes with a burning bush and he speaks to him. And he says to Moses, I'm going to take you now. And Moses is 80. I'm going to take you back to Egypt. You're going to free these 2 million Jews from the bondage they've been in for 400 years. And what's the first words out of Moses' mouth? Basically this. No. Now, why no? Because he felt inadequate to do what God asked him to do. And so God had to go over and over and over. No, I'll be with you. Yeah, but if I get there and they say, who sent you? What should I say? Say, I am sent you. And over and over and over, God had to say to them, you're adequate. You're adequate. And the reason you're adequate is because I've asked you to do it and I'll be with you. Eventually, Moses went. But do you know he actually walked in fear? Instead of in joy, he walked in fear. Let me give you a practical illustration. God always loves to stretch us. So he calls us to do things like go across the street, invite your neighbor to a Christmas Eve service. No, I can't do that. To go to the old place and wrap gifts. Go up there to that flea market and start wrapping gifts. Pastor Mark, I love to wrap gifts. I'm really good. But I'm afraid out of my mind. What if they ask me to quote the Bible to them from Genesis to Exodus? What if they ask me to go through the whole book of Deuteronomy while I'm wrapping the gift? I don't know. How to say. They're not going to ask you that. What is wrong with you? But see, we have crazy things that come into our mind. And so we simply say what to God? No. I want to say to you this morning, don't fear responding to what God calls you to do. Because you will miss out. And the people that you were to bless will miss out. Many, many, many years ago, I could have never envisioned in my wildest imagination speaking to more than 9,000 people every weekend. But once I knew that God's anointing was on my life, I had to step up. Do I still get worried? Sometimes. In January, I'm going to speak to a huge thing that's way out of my range. Am I a little nervous? Mm -hmm. Am I fearful? No. Because the same God is with me. Same for you in any situation of your life. So let me read to you a verse. Romans 12 says this. Don't think you are better than you really are. It's never about us. When God calls us to do it, it's not about us, but Him in the Lord. 
Be honest in your evaluation of yourself. Measure yourself by the faith God has given us. Notice, take a look at this again. You and I, if we're going to be useful and not worry ourselves to death, we have to understand this picture. You are the little branch coming down with the grapes. You have to begin seeing yourself as God sees you. God does not see you as a failure. If you're a failure, that means something's wrong with the connection. Because the vine is never a failure. The vine is always healthy. So start seeing yourself not better than you are. Lord, help us, you're not the vine. You know, sometimes we want to be the vine. I'm not God. I'm just a branch. But start seeing yourself as who you really are. Moses couldn't have done it except in the Lord. And if I begin to see myself as I am in the Lord, not as I am by myself, then I will be very fruitful. Step out. Realize who you are. One day when Jesus called Peter, he used two different words later on. Peter, a little pebble, and Peter, a big rock. See, he saw who Peter would become with the anointing of the Lord. You begin looking at yourself because who lives in you makes you great. It's not you. Makes you useful. It's not you. It's God in you. So first thing we have to worry about. Did you get it? Did you get it? First thing you have to worry about today is what? Feeling inadequate. Stop it. You're adequate. If God calls you, you're adequate. Here's the second worry problem. The reason I don't trust God is I'm not in control of the circumstances. Is there anyone here that likes to be in control of the circumstances in your life? Praise God. Anyone married to a control freak? Put your hand down quickly. Again, we don't have time for all this counseling. Now, you and I like to be in control. But notice what Jeremiah says. I know, Lord, that a man's life is not his own. It is not for man to direct his steps. Let me give you the Balmer translation. It is not for Christ followers to be in control of their life. Who is to be in control? God. You see, worry is caused by not trusting God to take care of the situations in our life. Too often, we want to trust our abilities, believing that we can figure out how to take care of our own problems without God's help. But the Bible says we're not designed to do that. We're not designed to be in control of our situation. Now, one of the problems with that is perfectionists really struggle with that. Anybody here kind of a perfectionist? Could I see your hand? I raise my hand. I like to be in control. But it doesn't work that way. God designed every person to live dependent on him. You see, some of you, I won't ask you to raise your hand. Some of you are afraid of flying. And the main reason you're afraid of flying is because why? You're not in control. I wonder if that pilot knows what he's doing up there. If I get on this plane, Lord help me. But let me show you how crazy that is. And I'm not making fun of your fear. But you're afraid of flying, so you won't fly. So you get in your car and drive to California. 
a billion more people die in car accidents than plane accidents. Do you understand what I just said to you? I've had this happen to me like three or four times because I do a lot of flying every year, about 60,000 miles. I get on a plane and I'm going somewhere and somebody walks down there. Pastor Mark, you're on the plane. Praise God, we're going to be safe on the plane. I'm serious. I usually turn to my wife and say, hey, if I'm gone today, it's my day. They're going with us, baby. It's over with. It doesn't matter. I'm not the pilot. God's in control. I want you to think this morning, one of the reasons that we worry is because we're prideful. See, being in control is simply pride. God, I want to do my deal, not yours. No, that's a sin in itself. So remember, we were designed to live by faith and trust him in every situation. The third worry problem is this. We worry, we don't trust God because we don't know the future. Can you imagine, here we are, 2011. Some of you are already worried about 2012. You've already got things mapped out. Well, I'm going to do in February, I'm going to do March and April and June. And some of you have already moved to 2013. And we're not even out of 211 yet. You see, the future to us is unknown. So we worry about it. But I'm going to tell you this morning, if you're a Christ follower, your future is in the loving hands of God. So why in the world are we worried about it? Notice what Jesus said. He knew our problem. Look what he says in Matthew 6, 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, the future. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. You see, what Jesus is saying is this. Tomorrow will bring more problems. We know that. And more opportunities to worry. But Jesus says worrying about tomorrow is unwise. It's dangerous. It's useless. God is the God of tomorrow. Just as he is the God of today. So instead of ruining my day today by worrying about tomorrow... The same God that's going to help me through today will help me through tomorrow. Lamentations chapter 3 says this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. When I walk down... Had my devotions, and Irv's was there. Get on my lap. I started the day with a brand new dose of God's forgiveness and mercy and grace. I do that because I'm a pastor. You guys don't have that privilege. (laughs) You know that's wrong, don't you? See, every Christian gets a brand new start of God's mercy and grace. That's why you can't spend it in the past all I can do from the past is learn to try not to reproduce it in the future today Pastor Mark talked about the very real effect worrying can have on your body did it surprise you to find out the high percentage of people that have to be hospitalized because of the effects of worrying do you see yourself in some of that If so, please make use of what God has made available to you. He wants you to live your life in peace, 
as you put your complete trust in Him. There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, we'll bring to a conclusion the teaching, Worry About No Thing. Pastor Mark will continue to teach about the cures for worry the scriptures provide. He'll also teach about the ways you can learn to give over to God the legitimate concerns you have in your life. You'll hear about what your role in living a life of peace is and how practically that can be done. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Contagious, Outrageous Joy. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.